2021. First episode of the year, right? It is. We've been away for a while. It's like these COVID, these uh, COVID times. Yeah, very, very COVID. Uh, but happy New Year to everybody. Jerry and I actually spent Christmas-ish time watching Christmas Vacation and drinking spiked eggnog. That was a fun night, man. It was we watched cool. like three movies and drank a lot of eggnog. Yeah, and... Out of the Christmas Vacation glasses. <laughs> yeah, out of the moose, uh, the... It's good. The Wally World. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. This is the biggest bag over the head. <laughs> and then we watched Scrooged, which who the fuck doesn't watch Scrooge during... Christmas time and Home Alone 2. Yeah. Because I prefer the second one over the first one. But I still remember Dave to, at the it was on my birthday at the Pentagram show. I just get a text from Dave, Home Alone 2, yes or no. And that just started like oh, a man. whole thing. I'm like I'm like <laughs> sweating. And it's not even hot in there because I just want to just lay into this dude like two, two, two. But you know, it's, I love the first one absolutely. I just for some reason prefer the second one over the. I don't know why. I, there's really no definitive reason. Tim Curry maybe. I, I like Rob, Rob Schneider. Whatever. I I, I I overall I like the first one better. The second one I like. There's the chunks of like all the stuff that happens while they're at. Um, his, the dad's uncle's house. Yeah, it's getting mean, remodeled. Like the traps dude, are way just better. Amped it up, dude. Yeah. The scene where he's fucking getting electrocuted. Yeah. And he turns into, like, the Grateful Dead prop from the video. <laughs> the remix of that on YouTube that Girth used on the end of uh, for one of their releases. Oh, my God. Where it just kind of loops certain some of the parts and extends it out fucking like two minutes. That's amazing, dude. Daniel Stern turning into a fucking... Skeleton. Grateful Dead prop from the... Uh, what song was that, dude? That was, like, their only hit. Touch of Grey. Who did that? Grateful Dead, man. Oh, see, they had a video where the, you the could band talk to me about that band forever, and I I wouldn't know what you're talking about. It was their I don't only shit hit. about them. It was, they had a video on MTV. That was a band where I'm like, well, they have to be at least somewhat okay for how many people are into this fucking band. And I think I checked them out. and I'm like, this really sucks. Oh no, they're like southern country bluesy stuff. It's fucking. I can't get it. Well, I mean, yeah, but. Well, it's not like the Grateful Dead are still touring. Well, actually, Garth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So we did that, and then New Year's we hung out too. Yeah, yeah. You were at my pad, and we smashed some beers and some pizza, and that was cool. Uh, I had fun. Yeah, that was good times. Brought in the New Year, so and we did it safely. No one, no one got the Rona. No one died. Thank God. So no one's got the Kobe. Yeah, fuck. Keep saying Kobe, dude. See what happens. I'm, I'm gonna. That's, That's fucking dumb as fuck. I thought Rona was that Kobe. <laughs> Kobe, but it's like it's like uh like Kobe Bryant. Is that the new uh, strain that's killing <laughs> Kobe? <laughs> I think I said it like yesterday, and I've been saying it ever since. So I, which oddly enough, that's been like at least six times since yesterday. I've had to talk about COVID. Oh, this I've this is my first time hearing it, and you've said it three times since we started recording, and we're about four <laughs> minutes in. So, uh, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah, it is. So buckle in. I'm stoked because I don't know how this happened. The other day, Jared comes over to my apartment, and we both kind of mutually agreed last week. We it's like time to do an episode, but you know we. 
sometimes we're right on top of what movie we're going to do. And sometimes we're just like, yeah, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And you just threw this movie out. And I never heard of it. And of course, me, with my with my mind, when I heard you say body count, I'm thinking of the Ice-T band from the early... And that's not me trying to be funny. That's like literally like, where else would I hear body count, right? And you're like, no, it's a, it's a Diodato movie, man. It's a... It came out in the 80s. And hmm. I'm like, it's a who? It's a what movie? Diodato. Rogero Diodato. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was. You said that. I went somewhere completely different. Yeah. No, you're like, dude, it's Rogero. <laughs> I'm like, wait, Cannibal Holocaust? Like that guy? Yeah. So that's all I got from you. And then you looked it up on your phone. It's on Tubi because I clearly have never seen it, so I don't own it. I watched that movie today for the first time in my life, and I cannot believe that it's never crossed my... I've never even heard of it, dude. Yeah. So good, big ups on that. I thought, you know, it's not like I'm trying to claim that I'm like the end-all, be-all of like knowledge and horror. I just... No, but I know... I know about most of this shit. I know that you spent a good chunk just trying to watch every slasher from the 80s you could. Yeah, and the fact that it's a slasher is blowing my mind because... There's been, there's been times where I've thrown a movie at you, I'm like, well, you, you might have missed this one. And you're like, no, I've seen that. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. And then I'm like, all right, well, fuck, Steve actually probably did go, and go through and skim through. There's probably some lower-level ones he missed because they're like like SOV-type shit. Yeah. This one, I, I... I assumed you saw this one. No, never even heard of it. Like, it's never been brought up. This is one that I've actually... I didn't watch it for a while, but I saw the cover, or like, yeah, pretty much the cover, or like the image from the cover, a lot, and like any conversation I'd come across people talking about it, I got weird mixed reviews of it, but my whole thought was, based on who directed it, who was in it, like, this can't be fucking that bad, right? and I think whoever, like the people who were fucking like panning this movie, got, I don't know what the fuck they're smoking, must have been high off their ass, because there's nothing... I mean, there's certain things that could have been made better, but it was by no means bad. No, yeah. Oh, my God. No, it's not a bad movie by... Not at all. It's average at worst for for someone that's going to pan it. Yeah. It's not a terrible fucking movie. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's I, I think it's good, but then my thing... And then you told me David Hess was in it. Yeah. That was always, which is fucked up because I knew that David Hess directed To All a Good Night, which is a Christmas slasher. Mm -hmm. That was before Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like, no, a lot of people don't know that. And then that Last House on the Left, House on the Edge of the Park. You told me David Hess is in it, and he plays a prominent role, and I've never even fucking... Maybe I looked him up or was... And just discarded. Maybe I scrolled past and didn't think nothing of it. But, like, I thought I pretty much had David Hess pegged as, like, what the, the shit he did, you know? But it wasn't just him. It was, like, the director. Simonetti did the score. Yeah. That's a big deal. And then, like, uh, well, we'll get into it, but Charles uh, Napier mm -hmm. is in it, and he's been in fucking everything. And then, you know, Mimsy Farmer was in um, a couple of, like, in... Uh, Four Flies. Four Flies on Grey Velvet and Black Cat. You know, so she, you know, she's been... A, she's... You've seen her. So yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm like, how, how the fuck? But anyway, fast forward, totally fucking pumped, dude. It's a good movie. I watched it one and a half times today I watched it once just solo and then we kind of dicked around and had it on a little while ago but like what like if okay if you're like cause me if 
fucking rare that I haven't seen a slasher with David Hess in it or whatever. What would you say to somebody if you're trying to pitch them to watch this fucking movie? Because it's... You know what I mean? Like, how would you, like... I would say, do you like Friday the 13th? Okay. That's the way... Okay. Do you like Harry Manfredini? (laughs) I mean, yeah, man. Because do I got a movie for you? Yeah. It's like the Italian... Friday the 13th. It really is. Like the first one. Yeah. The very, the, the the very t- first original Friday the 13th. Take a lot of that, like, I mean, obviously flip it up. It's not the exact, not like a carbon copy, not the same story or anything, but it's similar. Similar setting, character development, whatever. It's kind of there. Yep. Like all that aspect. And the Harry Manfredini aspect is, you know, Seminetti did this. He's, he's fucking great in his own regard. I think he phoned this one in. And I think it was more than likely intentional, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was people, or they were like, this is what we're going for. Because the fucking score, especially the beginning, mm. and parts in the middle, and then the one at the end, it is straight up Manfredini from Friday the 13th Part 3. Yes. Like, one, like 2AT. Yeah, it is. So, like, the main theme. So, if you were yeah. to, like, hop on YouTube and you, like, type in Zombie 2 theme, City of the Living Dead, you yeah. get the four-minute clip of the main chunk. The main chunk from this is straight up like that disco weird Friday the 13th Part 3 intro with the 3D letter block letters coming at you. Super poppy, super fucking, but it's cool. Like even though that this is, like you said, phoned in and it is Simonetti and he's one of the goats. He's one of the greatest of all time. It's still good. Even I'm thinking. I'm thinking that they, they were basically telling him this is what we want and they were pretty adamant about it. So he just said, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, here you I, go. Yeah, well, you know, we've seen those interviews with like Argento and Fulci just shitting on American filmmakers that were just ripping off and raping Italian films, <laughs> make raking in money here in America. They're probably like, you know what? Let's just spit out a fucking movie and do the same thing. It works for me, though, dude. I was honestly thinking that like That's, this is like their their fuck you response to Friday Two ripping off fucking Bay of Blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you, I remember you sent me that interview or it wasn't even an interview it was just him speaking i'm pretty sure it was our the full was it i think i sent you he's just sitting at a desk and he's like i think it's fulci okay it's fulci and he's just like dude you know all the money that these guys are making and they're just they're they're ripping us off ripping us (laughs) it's plagiarism He's like, it's one thing to be flattered; it's another to just be fucking raped. Like, and he basically of also your, said, of your art and your. He wasn't even. He wasn't only saying how American filmmakers were ripping off Italian cinema. He was saying how American filmmakers were ripping off Italian cinema and doing it poorly, and making a lot of money doing <laughs> yeah. it, which is a bigger smack in the face. Like, you're doing it worse than we are, and you're making more money than we are. Yeah, yeah. So there's. But yeah, this is uh, basically I, I would I would assume like a small like little jab back in. Uh, it's not for. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It's a good movie. I like it. I dig it. It's uh I mean obviously eighty six mm-hmm. later in the slasher thing. Um, probably could have came out a few years earlier and probably did better. It almost has a feel like it did though. You brought up. And it I does. It does. It, it feels earlier. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like those like late era, like all out of ideas and going to try to do something new, but still feel like a early slasher. It feels like an early slasher. Yeah. I always have like this weird, invisible, unofficial timeline in my head with the 80s on how the slashers 
yeah, you had the early ones, but then like, see, I always thought that like April Fool's Day was the turning. Everything yeah. after that was they're trying to still be original and flip flop things around, but really you're getting the same thing. It's just like you're 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 just completely copying the riff. You're just playing it in a different order. <laughs> so you know, it gets to a point where it's like April Fool's Day. Instead had of the, trying to recreate the wheel, just moving it around just yeah just make the fucking make the same thing and change the story around just just steer into the skid yeah <laughs> like, so you so you got like the end of sleepaway camp which is iconic mm-hmm. you got the end of friday the 13th scene for the first time it's iconic fast forward all those years later april fool's day the first time you see that ending it fucks you up it really gets you know so that was the starting point of the second wave of slashers to me and this right here would fits into the early ones for me. I think it does. It kind of has that feel. It definitely has a twist at the end, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. There's a lot of red herrings, like who did, who oh done it. Oh, my God. It. Red herrings galore in this Everywhere. But it's like, like I just, I said earlier, like it's, it's lazily set up red herrings. They don't, they don't put a much, enough time into them to like really get you convinced that it might be this or it might be that. But they throw the idea out there. Yeah. And if you're really paying attention, you're like, all right, well, I guess it could be that guy. Based off of this, it could be that guy. Right. Whereas, like, other movies, it's like, holy shit, like, is it fucking that guy? They're yeah. really playing it like it's this guy. Like, right. they don't really put enough time into building up these red herrings. It's just kind of, the, they throw the idea out there, and if you miss it, you miss it. Right. Which is almost like the, the exact formula to the early Scooby-Doo episodes. <laughs> There's, like, three red herrings per episode. <laughs> there really is. It's just like a weird one-liner that's said and like a weird look. You're like, wait a minute. Dude, I, I'm going to go on record right now that I've been wanting to pick up the OG Scooby-Doo box set. Yeah, you want to get Scooby-Doo, where are you? I love Scooby-Doo. And then Scooby and Friends was cool. Scrappy came in and then the celebrities came in. That was cool. I, I remember when I was a kid, so, you know, I, I caught it all the time, it seems like. The fucking episodes with Harlem Globetrotters. Mm-hmm. They were on like multiple episodes. They were in a bunch. Sonny and Cher. Yeah, fucking uh, Don Knotts. Yeah, Barney from Andy Griffith. Uh, the Mamas and the Papas. But yeah, the old Scooby-Doo. It's seriously like, if you'd like cartoons and you like horror, like at least like creepy, like Halloween-esque haunted house type shit. Yeah. Dude, Scooby-Doo, man. Monsters. Yeah, I've always dug it. Mystery. And, and the monster's always the fucking old white dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bane of this country. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right, man. I always liked when they stayed at like chateaus, like, you know, old, old, creaky ass, like, wooden, like, why, what are they doing there in the first place? There's like hidden passageways and shit, man. That'd be cool to pick up like a cool collector set of that. I remember year, like years ago, so they probably has a better one out now, or this one that I'm about to say is probably long gone, but it was the fucking complete set and it came in. Um, the mystery, mystery machine. machine. Yeah, it just looked like the fucking mystery machine. I remember wanting to buy that. Like, dude, I'd fucking buy that. I don't know how many times I'd watch them, but I fucking love the old Scooby Doo's. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, the original old school ones. They used to come on TNT every morning, like four hour block of them fucking things, man. Like, you know what I mean? So cool, but yeah. So uh, <laughs> Scooby Doo rules. <coughs> um, so okay, so this movie, I just want to throw out real quick. Uh, obviously, David Hess is one of the like the main yeah, uh, he's guys a, yeah he's like the dad dad of one of the dudes that show up he plays a prominent role he's not just like a, it's not a cameo he's like reoccurring in the movie yeah 
Uh, oh, by the way, I, I, did I say that the movie's called Body Count? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it, it was mentioned a few times. Okay, Body Count, but the alternate title was Camping Terror, and then there's like some Italian pronunciations too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy that directed uh, Cannibal Holocaust directed this movie. And uh, Charles Napier, I just wanted to throw out that like, if you watch a lot of movies like Jared and I do, you've probably seen this guy floating around. But just check this out. He was in, like, Rambo 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the Blues Brothers with um, Aykroyd and Belushi, the 79 one. Maniac Cop 2. Silence of the Lambs. He got his face eaten off by Lecter. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure he was the one crucified, too, Did they, to yep. sell. Okay, Body Bags. Carpenter and he is in body bags. He's in body bags. Yeah, he's in uh, the Night Stalker movie from '87. I want to say, which was about Ramirez. And just to throw this out there, he was in the first Austin Powers. He was in the Nutty Professor two, and he was in all the '80s shows, the A Team, the fucking. I mean, like this dude did a lot of shit, man. So yeah, he's a. Uh, He's pretty well known, but uh, yeah, he's he's the sheriff in this movie, and he does a damn good job playing a sheriff, I would say myself. Um, and uh, Simonetti from Goblin, who did all most of the uh, Argento movies and the soundtrack to Dawn of the Dead, exclusively did the score to this movie. Yeah, so which is really cool. And uh, the only thing I wanted to say real quick was like. The only like really reviews that were said about this movie when it came out was they weren't really bad, but they weren't really good. They were average. And it was just basically they all said the same thing. It was a routine derivative yeah. of all the fucking slashers that came out. But they all said that the kills were graphic and kind of unique. And that's all you wanted in a slasher back in the day, right? So where's, where's the fucking who's panning this movie? Who's saying this is a... Well, and especially when this came out, it was towards the end of the slasher era where the slashers that were coming out were not exactly good. Even if they were original or ripping off other ideas, it was they weren't really good. This one, even though it's very much just kind of ripping off Friday the 13th, it's fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is. Granted, there was four. Had this, this script had four writers, so it took four writers to get the script to where it's at. But there's no, like, lulls in it. There's nothing. I never feel bored in this, watching no. this movie. No, 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 no. The only annoying character is like the the, the bigger dude. Yeah, the the stereotypical Sydney? like f- chubby fucking Sid practical yeah. Joker dude. Yeah, he's kind of annoying. <laughs> and it took it took a little while for him to get fucking offed. Like yeah. honestly, end of the movie. <laughs> it was basically the end of the movie, <laughs> like, yeah. dude. Like the fucking uh, uh, Cambodia trap. Yeah. The Vietnam fucking, fucking traps. Has tripwire. Set. So the whole, the whole thing with this is you see a kill kind of in the first 10 minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like people get killed. And it's led to believe that the camp that the David Hess owns and these kids in the, like in the beginning of the movie get killed at was built on an Indian burial ground. Yes. And an Indian shaman put a curse on the land to fucking like... Everyone, like, basically he's going to kill anybody who's there. Yeah. So you're led to believe that an Indian shaman, like, is killing anybody who steps foot on this fucking land. And David Hess, when he owns him and his wife by the camp, he's going around, like, setting traps in the woods because he's going to catch the fucking shaman. <clears throat> right. So now there's all these fucking, like, 
fucking bungee pits and fucking oh, yeah. spring traps. Yeah. All through the fucking woods. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, a home alone in the woods and shit. Uh, yeah, and then and then I was going to say uh, the first ki- the first attack, the first time you see the killer, mm-hmm. dude, the first thing that popped in my head was uh was it uh, was it not Tenebrae? What am I thinking of? Maybe Phenomena? Just like the whole like the chick freaks out, she gets stabbed in the hand, okay. and, and she's getting chased. Chased through the woods. Yeah, you know, it's like the chick in the beginning of Phenomena that misses the bus, and like, so I got that vibe, which is cool. It's a good. I'm saying this is a good thing. Um, it's definitely like an Italian approach to like a stalking, you know, like a predator prey situation and uh she's definitely fucking just ridden with fear she doesn't know what the fuck she's looking at and why it wants to kill her but (laughs) you know it's uh i thought that whole opening sequence was really cool because kind of set the tone i mean it toned down a little bit as far as like action wise for a while there but just like right out of the gate you got this weird demonic looking fucking being like with a knife you know what I mean? Just chasing you through the fucking woods. You're like, what the fuck is this, man? Like, it's not your typical like rabid hillbilly mountain dude. It's like some kind of a fucking creature masked. I don't know what the fuck. At first, when you see it, you're like, what is this? Yeah. And the vibe I got with that was the prey. It was like a late '80s, early or late '70s, early '80s uh, slasher that just was really not that good. But that movie was not that great. No, the forest was worse. Wait, is the prey? Is, is this the one that I'm remembering right? Where they there's like a fucking a couple minutes where it's just them sh- footage of like ants. No, that's forty percent of the movie. Yes. Okay. So yes. So they had this, stock that footage is the of nature movie. of just caterpillars climbing on leaves. Yeah, that is not and good. And they zoom like in on it. Like a trail of ants walking through and they're like zoomed in yeah. and the audio even changes. And I'm like, dude, I get like low budget like, and I not, I'm like cool with it. Yeah. I don't hate it. But damn, man, you yeah. don't fucking need to do that. Like if, if your movie can't be a hundred like, or like 90 minutes or like whatever you want your movie for like a feature film to be just deal with it just fucking cut that shit out man you don't need nature <coughs> stock nature footage of ants walking on leaves yeah and they really uh focus in on that yeah they part. fucking do it's almost like you're watching fucking like nat geo or fucking the discovery channel like yeah you know, so like the last twenty minutes of the prey is the whole movie because it's the now you see what the fucking thing looks like. Dude, man's bungee jumping and he swings and smacks the tree. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. So violent and shit, and you're like, whoa, like. But after you know what I mean, that's whatever. So I got that vibe. It's just like this weird half monster, half human kind of fucking thing with like an axe or a knife in the you know like what, what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And considering the prey predates this movie by about 10 years I thought maybe this was going to be because I had never I've never seen this movie I'm thinking oh this is going to be like the prey you know it's not human it's not monster but it's got an axe and shit it's going to fuck kill you you know like, but uh yeah so that the, that first uh chase scene with the chick that gets stabbed in the fucking hand like she was crucified and shit like pretty cool man um dialogue leaves something to be desired well man yeah. At times it's kind of 
not very interested in what they're saying. It's not very, uh, but I mean, that's most slasher films, I guess. You know, very few have really good dialogue from the 80s. I mean, you're not really trying to hang out with people no. and listen to their conversations. You want to see them get fucking. What was the fucking part in the mutilator where the one dude's like, I'm talking about swimming in the pool and getting herpes? I didn't know I had to worry about that. <laughs> The fucking line's so fucking dumb. It's stupid as fuck, man. Like, so yeah, the, you, you always get that. But and uh, shout out to the fucking sticker placement in this movie. I tried to tell you about. Yeah, I did, honestly always missed that. Yeah, never missed the never all over that. Notice that there's two separate scorpion stickers, and they look like the old school riff stickers. Yeah, like the oval. Okay. It, that font, but it's the Scorpion's font on like a red oval. Looks like a riff sticker. There's one on the outside of the RV, and the they're they're like hanging out and bullshitting. It's I've like, never fucking laid noticed tonight, that. There's a and then on the inside where the stove is in the RV, there's a Scorpion's, and I want to say like either a priest or like a maiden or something like. I'm just like, oh, cool. And that's right when the dude's like, I like Iron Maiden. You know, so he's talking like, what do you like? And he's like, I like Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, cool, cool with that, dude. Like, I'd give anything for one of those Scorpion stickers. Holy shit. Right. But, uh... I think Heavy and Beyond made stickers that look like the old Griff stickers. Uh, they're so cool, dude. Like, if you could find them, you know. Um, sometimes, man, you, you get lucky. You find, like, an old cooler. Like an R.I.P. sticker, 101 Riff. <laughs> You know, or like babies. <laughs> yeah. It's always the baby. Yeah, that was, that was a big thing, dude. It was a big thing. Maui! It's Maui time! <laughs> okay, so anyone that doesn't live in Detroit for all their life, we're referring to a guy named Arthur P. or Arthur Penhollow, who was <clears throat> a DJ at the rock and roll station here in Detroit for 50 years. Uh, and he had his signature like baby you know it was like growing up man and then every uh, Friday at 5 o'clock he played Weekend Warriors like the Nugent thing and then he did, and and like then, once and then, a year <clears throat> they let it they'd like he'd go to fucking Maui yeah and it, he'd like do the show from Hawaii like on his vacation hammered yeah <laughs> him and like, Trudy Daniels Riff, like, Riff would send him to Maui <laughs> yeah but give him a microphone and he's yeah. like got a fruity drink and there's just chicks all over on a beach and you can tell he's buzzed up at 6 o'clock it's Maui time but no they would they would give away a Maui getaway package once a year caller number fucking enters the win and then one person at the end would win the trip to Maui to hang out with Arthur P but you only could call when he said it's Maui time. And then like the thirty-sixth caller got entered into the draw. You know. So anyway, now that I bored you with that, uh, <laughs> those stickers, this radio station in Detroit, the Riff man, one on one, the Riff dude, fucking had these distinct-looking stickers, and there was always like Alice Cooper, Bob Seger. There's a priest one. There's I, a priest. I one. I think I saw Al post that priest one. Really? Because I think he's fucking trying to get. He's like collecting the old riff fucking stickers. Yeah, man. He posted that priest one, it's I think. Fucking awesome, dude. I remember there was a Rush one, too. Uh, a Cooper, Seeger, Nugent, obviously. Uh, that's mostly all Detroit shit right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like pretty Cooper, much. Cooper, Priest, Nugent, yeah. But they look cool, and they were all different colors, but they all look the, the exact same. But uh, they're all over the fucking RV in this movie, which is cool. So 
someone was a fucking metalhead and had some of those stickers and well I think it had a lot to do with the movie was filmed in Italy but it's made to believe that this was in Colorado right and this is an American slasher movie so there's like dudes rocking fucking Raiders Oakland Raiders fucking jerseys all those like Maiden stickers Scorpion stickers which obviously England Germany yeah but it's like and like whole dude like doing jumps on his dirt bike it's meant to believe like you're in America and these like American kids <laughs> yeah one chick has like a southern accent is it the blonde chick with the pink fucking crop top one of the blonde chicks yeah, yeah one of them <laughs> and like another thing with that there's like three different love triangles going on in this fucking movie that's the only confusing thing about this like who's with who who's like it seems like everybody's possibly with everybody correct yeah, it's almost like hot potato with, I don't know, it's kind of weird. That was the only thing I didn't understand, because I'm like, wait, wait, these two have been hanging out for a while, but this chick just walked into the RV, and she's jealous. But I've not seen her hang out with that dude, not one time. And then later on, it's not, it's the opposite, so like, who knows? It's just a bunch of cats that go out camping, and just whatever is whatever, I guess. So we got that. But, uh... Do you have a favorite kill? There's a couple good ones in here. Do you have a favorite kill in this movie? Um, fuck. I honestly, there's, I mean, there's the one of uh, the chick getting pulled through the mirror. That's mine, yeah. And, but I think, I don't know why I like this one so much. Fucking the, the annoying guy getting in the fucking trap triggers a trap and fucking springs into his back out his chest. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I dig that one. Yeah, that one is pretty cool. I think it, I just thought the uh, the length of the scene where the chick gets pulled through. She's in like a bathroom. Like yeah. a dirty ass run down bathroom and like. To me, that's another scene, that's another thing that kind of nods back to the Friday 13th franchise. They find an abandoned hunting cabin which to me is almost just like finding Jason's fucking shack. Very true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's just like this random hunting cab. Like, you know, there's like a little bathroom in there and shit. Yeah. Where the mirror is supposed to be, there's like nothing there, right? It's like cut out. Yeah. And this chick's like standing at the sink where a mirror would be. And then from the other side of the wall, the, the, the fucking killer pulls her from the hair through this fucking like hole in the wall. Dude, the first time I watched this... The way that scene goes down, I thought it was going to be a rip on Fulci's zombie, like the fucking wood in the eye. The splinter in yeah, the Yeah, I eye. thought it was going to be fucking something like that, which is like glass, which would have been sweet. Absolutely, yeah. I and wouldn't have been mad. They ended up fucking, obviously, just pulling her through. And Is it just me? But I, like, I always see, even before I watch this movie, I'd see people comment about how like the kills are bloody. You don't really see a lot, though. No, there there is some blood, but I think it's more the creativity of the of the kills or how how you're led to believe that they went down. Like that whole scene with her getting pulled through that mirror, fucking. That's it takes a long time for that to kind of wrap up, you know. It's oh like, yeah, which which is cool, which is even better, you know. It's like. Uh, only in, you know, and I noticed that here in America back then it was always like cut frames out. So you're getting a kill scene. 
that might have been intended for Jason to smack you against a tree 20 times, we're going to cut all the frames out, one smack done. In Italy, the splinter in Zombie, this chick getting pulled, like they don't cut the frames out, and it's like a four-minute agonizing scene of someone like facing their fate. Slowly and fucking, it's going to happen, but these, well, I'm not going to kill you quick. Like, you know, you're going to fucking die, but like, yeah. That whole scene where she's just screaming bloody, she knows she's going to fucking die. She's being pulled into a dark fucking hole. (laughs) (laughs) So grim, dude. It's like, that's what I like. And like in New York Ripper, the chick tied with the razor blade and he slices her fucking boob in half. Like, Mm -hmm. that whole, and then it takes forever. You know, and like they, there's no frames cut out of that. Like you're, you sit and you watch. See, that's, okay, this is what I'll add to that though. I like that. I mean, shit, New York Ripper is one of my like top. I'm gonna say five movies. But for there to be shit stretched out where it's just like agonizing and it's showing like everything, there needs to be the payoff of seeing that gore. I, I would agree. That's where I think this movie kind of falls short, which I'm sure it's budget restraints more than anything. Where it's not like they had somebody like, I mean, ripping off, if they're ripping off American slashers, yeah. So it's not like they had like Savini on Nick set Toro. fucking doing shit like that. Yeah. But if they could add somebody like <clears throat> keep like everything the same, but all these kills actually have a fucking like under a microscope fucking kill where you see exactly what happened. That scene that she gets pulled through the fucking medicine cabinet mirror and gets dragged and if you had an end scene of seeing exactly what happened, that would just notch that up to like fucking eleven. Yeah. Even if you were to like just do a complete rip off of like she's getting pulled, but like the whole house by the cemetery knife through the back of the fucking skull through the mouth. Yeah. Like you were to like pull her like you know, anything like to where you actually see the shit happen, you're like, whoa, like you know, cool. But uh, with it, with that, well, yeah, with that though, like, um, it's it's to me, it's just like that's how the Italians kind of like, they're not just rushing to make like a fucking like profit. It, there's an art form to it. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel that way. You're I think like, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know, Friday the Thirteenth, like, well, you know. Um, Jason takes Manhattan, but really he's taking Hudson Bay, and uh, he's just killing everyone on the ship. And does Crystal Lake really connect? Well, I'll let them figure it out. We just need to get him there. We'll do one shot, yeah, we and then we'll go to Vancouver. Movie. Yeah, Jason takes fucking Vancouver. Like, okay, At- Italian movies won't allow themselves to like back in that time. When even in '89. There was classy fucking movies coming out that were like, even like Zombie Three. Which well, fuck. Was, when did uh, when did Opera come out? It was uh, eighty late eighties, seven maybe eighty six. I want to say. Well, Zombie Three though, like, which is a hodgepodge of different footage spliced together with different ratio and audio and dubs, but. The end result is a great fucking movie. I I always loved Zombie Three, and that was eighty eight. Fulci got sick and couldn't. He only yeah. What he what did he, he filmed? Was it uh, forty five minutes, fifty five minutes, something but like some that? Of and that was it, cut out, and then it got cut down to he. He only had like twenty minutes 20 of minutes. his film in the movie, right? And then someone else, same thing with Wax Mask, like 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, the, the end result, there's still, like, redeemable value. Like, they tried to make it as sophisticated as they could to where you have a decent motion picture and not just Jason Takes Hudson Bay. Like, <laughs> and I still love Jason Takes Manhattan. It's still fucking sweet as fuck, but, like, you know, I would argue that's the fucking, uh, let's say, eighth best Friday 13th movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's the eighth best. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last good one. Put it that way, dude. I, when I talk, when I get in the conversation with people about Friday the Thirteenth, the series, and I, it's basically like the the first eight. The order's different, but it's the very first eight films. Yeah. And then after that, I'm like, I honestly tell them, like, I honestly don't give two fucks about the ones after that. Put them in any order you want. And they're like, Well, wait, you don't like? Th-? I'm like, No, I really don't. Once fucking uh, New Line Cinema got it, and they became Jason movies, right? Like Jason takes or Jason X. Jason goes. Jason goes out like those. Like, I don't give a fuck. Well, I always, I'm like, Jason takes Manhattan is better than any fucking movie that New Line Cinema put out. Correct. With Jason in it, and then I get a lot of people pissed off at me. <laughs> yeah, I always tell people like when it comes to that like franchise horror, it's the simplest formula for me. I like Friday the Thirteenth movies. I don't like Jason movies. I mean, yeah, basically. I like child's play movies. I don't like Chucky movies. That's one I didn't put a lot of thought into until you said that to me before. And I First was like, three? I forgot awesome. they changed it to like Bride of Chucky and shit like that. Yeah. I like. I like. Uh, what was the other one? There's another one that's like that where they just start using the. Okay, I like the first five Nightmare on Elm Streets. I don't like Freddy's Dead. Once you start saying the name of the fucking, you know, it's like you're just marketing on. It's a caricature of itself. It's a parody of itself at that point to me. I'm thinking about the Johnny Depp death scene in the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and then I'm seeing Freddy with a power glove playing Nintendo. <laughs> and, and Slasher Dave, I love you to death, dude. Dude, he and this loves is, and I know this is your favorite. Movie. And the Goo Goo Dolls actually have some fucking choice cuts on there. You're the one that sold me on that, but. All these years, I'm thinking to myself, why did I never like that? Because all my friends liked Freddy's Dead, and they all liked Jason Goes to Hell, and I didn't. And it wasn't, I had no predetermined opinion. I just thought Jason Goes to Hell sucked because Jason got killed in the first five minutes, and then it was just a weird fucking scenario after that. Like worms crawling up people's dresses and fucking... I don't understand. Eating hearts and shit, which is cool. Whatever. And then fucking... Jason daggers and, and shit. J- fucking French fries on a da- I, What are we doing? Like, there's a dagger. You gotta fucking. Okay, so <laughs> a lot of people say that the third child's place sucks. I love it. That's at the military school, yeah, right? Yeah, I like it. It's not not horrible. I I honestly I agree with you. I'd rather watch three than Bride of Chucky. Any of them. or Seed of Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, I can't do it. When I it can't. got like more comedic. Yeah. Like all those when like when was it Tilly right that did, Jennifer Tilly yeah, did when she ride. when they got in there and it, it just became more like there's like a more of a comedic aspect it's to it it's like slapstick type fucking comedy and a fucking like dude and I get it people always want to say like horror and comedy are similar and they work well together like no yeah sometimes yeah sometimes yeah don't take something that was never like that and make it that yeah or or just do it subtly don't like. Even 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 the f- 
uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Five pushes the envelope for me sometimes with the one-liners and the. He started going in that direction, but it's still like I can still deal with it. But Six took it to a fucking. Well, what's funny is I don't mind Freddy's Dead as much as I used to. No, I used to absolutely fucking hate that movie, and I watched it. I think it was actually one when I watched it again when we were doing the Slash Dave episode. Same here. And I went through that whole the whole series. To rewatch it all, everything pretty much stayed the same until I watched that movie again, and I'm like, okay, but I gotta be in a mood for that movie. True, because Dave, because because so so, if if you go on our website, dude, and go back to like a couple years ago, dude, we did an episode with Slasher Dave, right? And his that's the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise is his favorite out yeah. of all, because we all have our like major franchises that we would that are our favorites. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I'm like. We, we asked him to be on the show, and we're like, well, what, which one do you want to do? He's like, let's just do the whole fucking franchise. And I'm like, oh, even better. We can break yeah, them down. Shit. We'll be here for three hours. I don't give a shit. Dave's cool, and I like Nightmare on Elm Street. And I said, jokingly, as long as we don't have to get into Freddy's Dead, he's like, why wouldn't we do that? That's the best one. And he just stared at me. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll do that. I'm like, fuck it. We might as well do uh, New Nightmare too." I'm like, but do we have to do Freddy versus Jason? He's like, no, nah, man, we don't have to do that. I'm like, cool, so we can cut it off at New Nightmare. And I, and I actually did watch Freddy's Dead, and I was like, okay. like, But he was selling me on the fact that like, there's deeper meanings to like the dream sequences and shit. And I'm like, okay, this, I got you, man. He looked at it from different eyes, man. I was just yeah. straight up like old school Freddy, you know, whatever, but. I was looking at, like, yeah, going into that, my whole view, even before that episode, was Nightmare on Elm Street is one thing. And then they went, like, total pop culture with him and realized his power with pop culture and da-da-da. And because they didn't rein that fucker in, we got Freddy's dead. True. Well, because while well, he was doing Which, the, fuck, they the even... TV series, too. They like even fucking admit the people who fucking... Had control over that. They're like, well, maybe we kind of <laughs> dropped the ball. We might have made a wrong call with Freddy's Dead. Yeah, but I always, I always said New Nightmare was better than Freddy's Dead. I fucking love New Nightmare. I do too. I love New Nightmare. I don't hear a lot of people talk about it, so I don't really know how it's viewed in, like, I guess the horror community, if you want to fucking put it that way. I've always fucking liked that. Movie. I love New Nightmare. I think it's great, dude. But you know, but as far as like. It's just to to ring this thing back in like Italian. The way the Italians do is different than it, it is here. They try not to make a. There's no parody of itself. There's no like. It's it's always done in class and like. I dig it, man. It's like it's like they take their time. <clears throat> like okay, so we so they they have Bob Ross, right? And we have the chick from the Big Lebowski that's just throwing paint at fucking canvas, you know. Julianne Moore fucking on like a fucking <laughs> on a zip line fucking. Uh. <laughs> this female figure make you uncomfortable. Coitus. He fixes the cable. <laughs> you recognize her, of course. You mean Coitus? I mean you know the guy? Yeah. Uh, he was in a band called Autobahn. Should be a copy of my LPs. So today is John Carpenter's birthday, and I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite John Carpenter movie? Fuck and you. And if you say uh, Halloween, it's no. okay. No, it's I, okay. Honestly, I don't even know if it would be. 
honestly, I don't know if it would be. It's a great movie. It I is. Have nothing, well, I, I, if, I have no problem with saying it would be my favorite if it was my favorite. But now you're putting me on the fucking spot. Now i got to start thinking of John Carpenter movies. Because honestly, even my top five list changes with the fucking wind for just movies in general. Yeah, I know. So I'm horrible with picking like Well, while you're thinking about it, let me throw this in there. Yeah. Ten years ago, five years ago, I would have said Halloween. Because... It's a great fucking movie. We all know how I feel about slasher movies. And that is pretty much the quintessential. But now that I'm older and I watch Bay of Blood twice a day, (laughs) I'm just saying... And I've been getting into Peeping Tom lately. I'm starting to understand that, like... The first Halloween is a Ameri- is like a brick in the wall of American culture. Like that film will always it's like Jaws. Mm-hmm. It's it's more than just a movie to me. You know what I mean? It's like I I, I, I mean don't in a lot of a in a film. lot of people's minds, Halloween like started slashers. That's how I. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Whether that's true or not, which it's not true. That's like the majority opinion. That's how they look at like, oh, Halloween. You mean the 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 slasher, the first slasher? Well, that's how they view that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just thinking of like the career of Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, like everything that came from that movie was Carpenter's like first real film, right? It was his first like. It was like his yeah, his bigger his first bigger. That's what launched him. Think about all the great movies he did after that. Think about all the great movies Jamie Lee was in. I'm will always I will live and die by the slasher film, and I'm thinking just thinking prom night, terror train. Jamie Lee's the fucking bee's knees, dude. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Halloween's the fucking killer, dude. But I uh I I I I thought about it today. I'm really having a hard time choosing between two. Which two? I'm kind of curious. I think your other one might be one of mine that I'm also having a hard time. You know what? This is going to sound fucked up. It might be three. I'm going to choose one over the on, out of the three. Yeah. My top three favorite Carpenter films are definitely Christine, which is going to be surprising okay. to some people. Okay. I fucking have loved that movie since I was a kid. The Fog. Mm-hmm. And the thing, yes, the fog is my favorite. See, fog and the thing were the two that I was going between. If you want to pick me between the top three, and I'm not going to include Halloween in this because just because. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, the fog, the thing, Big Trouble, Little China. At, they live. I mean, there's yeah, they live, motherfucker. What do you? I mean. Dude, I, I just remember watching, I think probably even before I really cared about horror movies as a kid, having memories of seeing Big Trouble in Little China without realizing it was Big Trouble in Little China. And, yeah. yeah. Like, well, there's, I mean, there's like those weird ingrained memories where I see a scene from that movie oh, yeah. and it just triggers, like me being at my grandma's house. The chick from Sex and the City had green eyes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember I had a toy plastic hunting knife like a Rambo knife and I would put it in my teeth and climb around like Kurt Russell did in the sewers and shit I just remember walking watching that movie and then Mortal Kombat came out and then I'm like did Mortal Kombat watch Big Trouble in Little China so there's three Raidens this is like Shang Tsung Raiden yeah <laughs> like Belanca but yeah. actually yeah 
then the Street Fighter one because like I I honestly still believe that Street Fighter got Blanca's design from the Beast that's on his fucking truck at the uh, end. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, but my okay. So my top fucking Carpenter is between those three, but I think it honestly would be between the Thing and the Fog. That's where I'm at. But I just can't overlook the fact that I love Christine so much. You really do. You bring that up a lot. I, it's weird, though. It's a good movie. Because, like, we went to a convention and Carpenter was there. But he was there to do a panel for Christine. But no one gave a fuck I about... I missed that panel and you tell me that. You're like, nobody asked fucking anything about Christine. <laughs> no, they didn't. It was about... They were they were trying to remake Escape from New York. And he made a joke about, like, you can remake anything you put want. Just put check. the check in my hand. Yeah. And then people kept asking about Halloween, and I'm like, dude, it's the dickhead Jim Morrison looking guy with a switchblade, and uh, who else? Like the heavier set dude that shit on the dashboard? Yeah. And Carpenter. And I'm stoked because it's, and they had the Christine backdrop and shit behind them, and I'm just like, dude, I love that movie, and I just never hear anyone talk too much about it. It's the ultimate fuck you revenge film to me you know what I mean he like it's it's it, like it ties into obsession it ties into fucking loneliness you grow attached to something even if it fucking kills you mm-hmm. he put the car over his girlfriend it almost killed her he doesn't give a fuck he got picked on car's got his back car gets totaled replenishes itself but only shows him kills for him when he's not driving it I don't know what the fuck it is about that movie but I love it but the fog is cinematic history, dude. It's a phenomenal. And again, Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, what the fuck, man? Atkins without a stash. Oh, Atkins and uh, the chick from fucking Psycho. Yeah. And the chick from Halloween, Annie. The chick from Psycho, as in Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, mom. Oh, I think it was Vera Miles. I thought Jamie Lee Curtis's mom's in the fog. As the like the mayor, have uh, I been wrong this whole time? Am I just a, do I just have well, assumptions? Vera Miles, isn't that Vera Miles? No, it should be uh, what the I can't remember. Fucking Lee, name. something Lee, uh, from the from Psycho. Yeah, Janet Lee. Yeah, that's Vera, fucking uh, Vera Miles. I think was the mayor. And nope, she, Janet Lee. Was it Janet Lee? Janet Lee, Kathy Williams. So it was her mom. Yep. Vera Miles was in Psycho 2, which came out a year prior to The Fog. That's. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Janet yeah, this Lee. was like, he yeah, had Janet. like Janet Lee plus Jamie Lee Curtis. Annie from Halloween. And then Annie was the from assistant. Halloween was the assistant to Janet Lee. Hal Holbrook. Hal fucking Hallbrook, Tom Atkins without a stash. Yep. Which Ashley the other fucking day. Adrian Barbeau. Yep. Ashley the other day I was talking about how I read that. I told her that there's a fucking petition going around about getting uh, Trump digitally removed from uh, Home Alone 2. 2. She was like, well, while we're at it, could we get a petition going around to get fucking Atkins mustache digitally digitally put on him in the fog? Yeah, I know. He does look (laughs) weird, doesn't he? Like, Jesus. (coughs) But, uh, yeah, great movie. Awesome movie. 
Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go Fog. So we're both going to basically say it's his birthday. Yeah. A lot of people have been posting shit about mine's, Carpenter. Yeah, mine's between the probably the Fog and the Thing for the two. Yeah, the Thing's great too, man. The Thing is amazing. Like, you know. But, uh, and then, you know, They Live, fucking. Oh, yeah. All that stuff's great, man. There's probably a couple I'm not even thinking of right now, but those were like the main ones, you know. I was like, dude, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, dude. So like, what the fuck have you been watching, man? Ah, uh, damn it! What the fuck have I been watching? I don't know. I asked you. <laughs> you live here. Um, I watched. Oh, I watched. Um, Island of Death. You, that is fucking awesome, dude. Like, I can't even remember the last time I didn't watch it. Every time I put that movie on, I'm fucking around and I don't watch it. But I've seen bits and parts of it. The movie's fucking sleazy, man. It is. It's on fucking... Uh, is it Prime or fucking... Uh, what, what is that on? Well, you watched it on Midnight Pulp, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's on something, man. I just love the story about how it got made. I don't know about any of that. The director saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, saw how much money it was making, and was like, and he's like never made movies before. And it was like, yeah, well, I could make a movie that's fucking more depraved than that. And I'll, if I do that, then I'll make a shit ton of money. So on like no budget, he basically made that. Island of Death. Which is fucking sleazy and fucking like so much fucking nudity because, you know, and like just depravity. Who made that movie? I can't remember his name. It's a Greek guy. It's a Greek movie. He only made, I think, two movies. I'm trying to think of who that would be. I think yeah. it was like something Mikos, maybe? Was it Mikos? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think. He only I made, I think, know like that, two like, movies. One of, the, one of the posters looks like Monty Python's Life of Brian. Isn't it carved out of a mountain or something? Like, kind of. This? That's the only poster I've ever seen of it. I think I've seen a different one. Nico Mas- Mastorakis is the director. Mm. Great fucking movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I... I've never sat down and watched it. Like, sat down and watched it, watched it, but... Uh, I'm just trying to see if it's the same. I might not even... I might be thinking of something else, dude. It's like this couple, they go to this, they end up at this fucking Greek island after like killing people in like England. And they're uh, basically like killing people that they view, they view as like sinners and immoral while doing immoral shit. Yeah. Like the dude like tries waking his wife up for some sex in the morning. And she doesn't want anything because she's tired. So he gets up and goes for a walk and then finds like a goat and just bangs the goat. And then slits the goat's throat. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> like, dude. Yeah, I don't think I've ever... I think I'm thinking of something else. I don't think I've ever seen Island of Death. Sounds interesting. And then, like, the wife will, like, seduce a dude, and they'll start banging, and the husband will be off taking pictures of it, and then come in and start killing the guy, and then the wife will pick up the camera and start taking pictures of it. Yeah, well, I'm just... They're like a twisted couple, man. I'm going to have to check Pretty much out. what the story is is, like, a twisted, like, murdering couple. It's almost like a... Uh, what the fuck's that movie? 
I'm blanking on both the actors' names. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Natural Born. Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Uh, Juliet Lewis. Yeah, it's almost like, kind of like that type of thing. But yeah, so I see. I watched that. Watched Reanimator. Um. Reanimator's classic. Right. You can only do the first two though. I don't mind Beyond, but I mean it doesn't. I mean, okay, Beyond Reanimator is worth a watch strictly for the scene where a penis fights a mouse. Yeah, that's where I start getting a little. Well, okay, it's two scenes. It's it's worth it for the first scene where you see the uh, the reanimated corpse without a jaw pouring milk down its throat yeah, and its tongue's and, flapping. Yeah. Just to see that alone is cool. And then you get to the scene where a mouse fights a penis. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched it once all the way through, <laughs> and it didn't do much for me. And I'm not going to say it was terrible, but it don't hold a candlestick to the first one of Bride, dude. No. Like, no, it's not. It's, no, it's not. It's not as good as those two. And I've had multiple, uh, multiple opportunities to own Beyond, and I only own the first two for a reason. Dude, and then also, if you have the DVD, you get the music video for "Move Your Dead Bones." Yeah, must have missed that one. That's fu- that used to be my fucking ringtone. <laughs> and I remember I was in a where the fuck was I? I was in like a Kinkos or something in line with like uh, my old buddy Eric. And that was back when I used to have my phone volume on loud. And it rang, and it was just playing Move Your Dead Bones. And, like, not even joking, everybody in there was, like, packed, just turned and looked at me. Yeah. (laughs) Those were the days, weren't they? That ringtone just hits different, man. (laughs) So Island of Death, which apparently I have to check out. You do have to check out. And Reanimator. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, uh, what the fuck? I, mm, that's all I can think of right now. There's other shit. You trying to look over my stack of movies I have over there and I can't see them. No, I'm just thinking like, I went through the uh, Midnight Pulp. Mm-hmm. I got the app on my phone now. I'm trying to figure out a way to fucking get it on my TV because it's only compatible with like Roku and Apple. Can you cast it? I'm trying to figure that out. I don't know how the fuck to do that. Yeah. I know I could probably... There's a plug where I can just plug the phone into the fucking thing, but that's that's a whole deal, so... Who knows? Um, yeah, me? I've been... Uh, a lot of the fucking... The selection on there is stupid good, though. Oh, yeah. I was just going through, like... Even just the weird... Non-horror... Subgenres that they have. Just, like, obscure cult... Mm-hmm. Movies are great. Um, offerings, 1989. Hell yeah. I threw that on the other day, and I just remember you telling me that the fucking score was a direct ripoff of Halloween, and basically it is. Mm-hmm. Just the notes are in different order, you know. Every time I hear that... Sorry. <sighs> Not even tired, dude. Um, Every time I hear that score, I'm just like, dude, what a fucking... Okay. <laughs> ah, I like the movie though. The movie's cool. Uh, Mother's Day, I watched uh, the Initiation, Terror mm-hmm. Train, and New Year's Evil for New Year's Eve. And then I did a Street Trash and Demons double feature. All right, all that's, right. Yeah, that's uh, about. That's all I've really watched lately. Um, 
And then I just kind of got a couple bands I've been jamming. List them out, buddy. All right. Uh, this is for, like, Dean, because I know he's going to be listening to this. I found a band from France called Pain Capital, but it's like P-E-I-N-E-K-A-P-I-T-A-L. And they're like a really heavy sludge doom band, and I know that he'll dig them. And then a band from Costa Rica called Void Oath that are fucking amazing, dude. Uh, and then a mutual friend of ours uh, about four or five days ago posted a power violence band from like L.A. called Zulu. And they're fucking... I like them. I, I don't know if like everyone will really dig them. They're, they lean a lot more into, the, I guess, the hardcore side, but they don't like... I like it. I think it's fucking great, but... Yeah, they're... Uh, I guess when this when this Rona shit ends, she's gonna try to get booked here, which I'm kind of pumped about that. So they got two EPs. I think both of them are eight minutes long. Oh yeah, and they're fucking uh, they're super pissed, and that's about it, man. I you know what I mean. That's all I've been really jamming. I look forward uh, look forward to them getting booked here when uh, Kobe ends. Yeah, here we go with the Kobe again. <laughs> Kobe Rona. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, fuck all that noise. <laughs> this shit's whack, man. Oh man. Okay, so I've uh, was uh, digging heavy into listening to Macabre. Excellent, man. Fuck, I don't know what what made me think of the one song. Some somebody posted something which made me think of the fucking uh, the song Jack the Ripper. So I fucking start spinning the Murder Metal album. And there's fucking Dahmer album. And then, um, fuck. Why am I blanking on the other album, which is a fucking amazing one? Always going to be Dahmer. Sinister maybe. Slaughter yeah. was the other one. I just basically just was spinning those on repeat. Dahmer's really fucking good. That's my favorite. Always will be. That's on it. I think that's how I first heard them. Um, I was hanging out with my friend Kelly at her apartment, and um, uh, fuck, what the hell? Wow, blanking on his name. Anyway, her friend who came, my friend, talking about like Macabre, and I was like, yeah, I don't really know anything about him. And this was like twenty years ago, honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh fuck, just tell me about him. And then next day or the next weekend, I hung out with him at her house, and he showed up with a fucking he like. With a dubbed cassette tape of the Dahmer album, mm-hmm. with a scanned like piece of the art and just like everything hand drawn in of what it was, and that was my first experience to fucking Dahmer, macabre really. Yeah, and I fucking would spin that tape constantly. Pretty sure the first couple times, me and you hung out, hung out. Every time I got in your car, Dahmer was playing. And I, I had a CD. I had I had that uh, that tape, and then I also had a burn CD with like a, just a shit ton of random stuff from I think it was Macabre. Three hundred. Oh, with that that fucking car. Yeah. Well, that's when like I just remember every time we got in, it was that and like Cannibal Corpse, live cannibalism. Oh, I forgot I had that CD for a yeah, while too. Yeah. So like I'm like because I never I didn't know you were into like. I didn't know what the fuck you were into. I I I was just like down to hang out and drink beers and shit. And I got in the one day and I met you through Zach from Shit Life. That was, yeah. Now, when me and Zach were kids, we listened to fucking Macabre. He loved Macabre. And Dahmer was the only one I ever heard until later on. 
and that fucking album's burned in my head. So it's like, I didn't know you liked Macabre, and I thought that was cool. And then like, who doesn't like Animal Corpse, right? So like, that was cool. But I just remember that and fucking Ride the Lightning was a mainstay in that goddamn vehicle. Four-hour trip to Chicago, Ride the Lightning. The very last note of Call of Tulu melts into the first strum of Fight Fire with Fire over and over again. And I wasn't even mad about it. But still, <laughs> like... See, okay. For, I am a type of person where <laughs> if I put music... If I put a CD in, <clears throat> and we're talking CDs here, we're not talking, like, just streaming music. Right, right. If I put a CD in, that fucker stays in. Yeah. I'm not one who listens to it once, and then I'm going to fucking try to, like... Do a ninety on the freeway, find a new CD to put on. That CD stays in because if it's in, I like the band. Yeah. So I don't care if it loops back around. Oh, I know. I, I didn't. So, so going to Chicago, yeah, we uh, we that thing probably looped five times, six times. Yeah, it's about an hour record, maybe a little less, a four hour drive. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's, I just now put took out the fucking uh, Archigathis. CD I had, yeah. That that CD has been in there for I'm not even I'm not even kidding. A year. Good God. I haven't been driving much this past year, right? But that CD's been in there like a fucking year, and I just put in discharge, and I'm sure that CD will be in there for quite some time. Yeah. yeah. But Shane, nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah, I think you've you've had that Archie Gothis boy in there a lot for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking and seven like is thirty or forty tracks on it. Thirty six. Yeah. I think. It's a seven inch collection. It's all their early seven inches. Yeah. Oh, and that okay, so let me just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Getting ready to dive dick first into that corruption fucking collection you sent me. Oh yeah. So like Jared sends me this uh like a buddy of his like uploaded all of his corrupt corrupted files, like the band corrupted from Wherever the fuck they're Japan. I think from Japan. I, but it's they, all their early shit. Yeah, but, but Every, some of them came from like. Well, it's everything except for the their full length, and it's like up to O two or some shit like that. Oh yeah, it's all their uh, B sides, splits, <clears throat> up until O two. Yeah, and they're still kind of active. I mean, I think at that time they were straight up Japan. Then they got new members, and some of them were from like. El Paso or Mexico. I didn't follow that band much, so I have no idea. Yeah, like I got into them, and they they've had two or three different singers, but they never have any photo band photo. You you just see these weird fucking videos on YouTube in symbols. It does not say corrupted. It does not say somehow you know it's corrupted, and it's in a shitty fucking dive bar somewhere, and it's like awesome, right? At one time, they had a chick singing for them. Like, so, I mean, I'm just... I, okay, so anyway, there's all these fucking, like, seven inches I've never even knew existed with bands I never knew they would do a split with. I just know the big ones. They did one with Nuth Crush. They did one with fucking Coffins. They did one with, like, the bigger ones. You know what I mean? These yeah. are fucking, like, 1996, they did a fucking split with Cavity. I'm like, holy shit, really, dude? And then there was, like, a death metal band. Trying to think of who the fuck that was. Uh, fucking 
discordant axis. They did explode discordant yeah, axis. Yeah, dude. O2 was like <laughs> one of the last ones on there. I'm like, when the fuck did that happen, right? So I'm kind of intrigued. I want to take, dig in and, you know, check it out and shit. But um, yeah, so that's cool. I'm getting ready to do that. And uh, I wanted to throw out that, uh, you know, my, my favorite band. I guess Bister is doing this really cool thing where they're like streaming a live show next Sunday where you can actually buy a concert ticket to stream the show from your home. And I'm pretty excited, man. It's like a big fucking production thing. They're going to make a Blu-ray out of it. And uh, I kind of dig this one just because I've there's throughout this whole pandemic there's been bands who have like, "Oh, we're going to do a live show." And it's basically just been them in their fucking practice spot. Yeah. Or whatever. Fister's kind of stepping that game up for sure. More than they really need to, but I mean, it's gonna—it's—it's it's to make it worth the while for the fans. They're doing a set list that, from what I gather, is stupid. Like they're doing songs that are going to span their entire catalog and not just like one song from each album ever released. It's a fucking like full on, almost like I'm from what I'm gathering. It would be the equivalent of like two sets, like yeah, like it's the, gonna be a three-hour. Yeah, the fucking the songs they're playing spanning their entire catalog, mm-hmm. but more than one song per release. Like this is fucking like multiple songs off of fucking all like every fucking release. Yeah, like it's it's making it worth as well. They brought in official like a professional film crews to fucking film it. They brought in fucking professional crews for the lighting, so they have. They always did like some type of fucking fog and light show, and they brought in professionals to set up this fucking yeah. fog and light show. It's going to be actually worth their fans' money. Yeah, when they're for fucking ten time. bucks, it's gonna yeah. be cool. And then you get like a physical, actual ticket stub and the fucking video dead design that mm-hmm. they got made for this fucking for their limited shirts is fucking awesome. It is. It looks like the uh, artwork for the for the movie Video Dead, but this uh, live show is going to be called Video Death, and they have a long sleeve and a short sleeve. I'm, I'm trying to get the bundle because I want the Blu-ray too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to hopefully. I'm sure I'll, I'm, I might not be able to get a shirt by the time I can actually have money to get the shit, but I can definitely get a ticket, definitely get a Blu-ray, and uh, help support those dudes. Absolutely. And. Uh, I'm really excited about that because it's like thinking outside the box a little bit. I know a couple of bands I'm into did those live stream things like when we were straight up in quarantine like months ago and shit. It was cool, but they were just like in a fucking little room and shit, which nothing wrong with that. At least you get some some type of fucking like up to date live music and shit. But this is they're going they're like going like way out in the fucking. It's just really cool, man. So oh yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. That's like next Sunday. <clears throat> so it's basically a live concert. You just have to stream it. So pretty cool with that. Um, Will Terrence has been hitting me up this week. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to listen to this, Will. I hope your Bills won. <laughs> the Wings won today. I hope your Sabres do well. And I just want to say... You sent me some things the other night that looked cool, but my cousin that I haven't seen in fucking forever was at my house and we got really drunk. So if I didn't respond, I apologize. It's nothing personal. 
you sent me some kind of a VHS collection thing that I had. Was it the book? Yeah, I'm sure he sent it to you. It looked fucking, yeah. but my, you know, me and TJ are playing fucking Mortal Kombat bullshit, and it's, you know, me and him have been tight since birth and <laughs> shit, and I never get to see the guy, so I was kind of preoccupied, and um, so don't don't take that personally. I, uh, <laughs> fucking cool. Hit me up anytime, man. We'll talk shop, talk hockey, whatever. And is there anything else? Like we gotta. Like, shout out to Masker Video. I just kind of randomly fucking hit them up the other day. And, uh, Justin, one of these days we're going to do fucking Sledgehammer, correct? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mentioned that to him uh, the other day. Like, he commented that we finally are doing body count. And I said, well, fucking don't forget, when we do Sledgehammer, I'm going to hold you. Yeah. Let's do Obviously, that. we're going to wait till fucking all this dies down before we have, like, somebody out of state come in. Oh, he wants to be on the show to do Sledgehammer. Well, that was my plan was oh, to have yeah. him fucking be on the show. Oh, even better, yeah. He'll be our he'll be our guest for Sledgehammer. Oh, cool. Well, let's fucking do that, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll wait for this to blow over, so we'll we'll play it like this. <laughs> After uh, Kobe Rona is over, and Justin is on a, a Sledgehammer episode. I'm just gonna lay it to rest and say I'm forever gonna entwine you with Masker Video. It's just going to be that way, dude. I'm not going to change my mind. I don't think that anybody's going to object. I mean, at one point, there was a dude that claimed he owned Masker Video that clearly had nothing to do with God, Masker. that was funny. He's like, I work at Masker Video. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah, I know. So, And then, then when I called him out on it, when he realized I knew Lewis, he was like, well, you know, I really support him. I'm like, well, that's different. Yeah. Right, so there's that. But uh, yeah, okay. So shout out to uh, Lewis from Masker Video and Justin from. God, why am I blanking on the Justin. name of that fucking company that him and his brother did? Ah, uh, I got like a handful of the releases. Well, yeah, but the, the, he had those releases at the Masker Video table. Probably, probably. One was like red, white, and blue. Like, wasn't didn't he have like one that like, had the American flag on the fucking like artwork? Oh, are you talking about... Um, or I might think of something else. American Holocaust 2000? Maybe that was it, yeah. I just remember that being there. and Yeah, I don't know why I'm blanking on that. But I always just kind of like... I, 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 maybe I just never paid attention, but... Solid dudes, obviously. Dude, there's been so much shit that I've learned and people I've met in conventions in a drunken haze where when I talk about them later, I know like a fragment like well it was it was they're called this that's their name and it's like not that their name's not that but it's close to what i said yeah yeah <laughs> or the 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 movies that they were talking about isn't exactly what i said but it's similar to the words i used yeah it's like uh raf from uh chicago uh showed up at horror hound with one of his buddies and i thought for sure it was his dude in his band I just assumed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They both were in death metal shirts, and he's in Asphyxiator, and they just played that Chicago Death Fest and shit. So I'm like, hey, what's up with them? And, you know, he brought me some stickers and shit. I'm like, I want to support your band and shit. And I just started talking to his buddy, like, dude, so how long have you been in the band? How long? He's like, I'm not in the band. And the more I drank, I kept forgetting. I'm like, dude, your guys' band. Like, he's like, dude, I'm not in Asphyxiator. I'm like, all right, man. Like... Sorry, he he laughed about it. He didn't like get mad or nothing, but it was just funny because I just, just I don't know what the fuck I I know Raph, and you guys are both wearing like death metal shirts. I assume 
He's in the band. My bad for fucking assumption is the mother of all fuck ups. I get that, but like I'm just trying to be cordial and like, how was Chicago Death Fest? He's like, I wouldn't know, man. I'm not in the band. <laughs> Good talk, Raph. Get in here. Get the f in here, <laughs> Jennifer. So yeah. Uh, hey, shout out to him, by the way, fucking Raph, dude. Right. James and uh, James and Mark are doing some kind of like a. Yeah, they do a show. Fucking um. Yeah, man, I've been meaning to check that out. I haven't checked it out yet. Me neither. But he's still in Turkey. Yep. And they do a fucking. He's in Turkey. Mark's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Do the damn thing. Yeah, yeah, they got their own show, which is really cool. Yeah, I miss all my old friends. Man. I miss all my cats. Right. Maybe all the ball. Big ass reunion somehow, some way. Maybe reenact the photo from 11 <laughs> 12 in the backyard. Yeah, if you got anything else you want to add, that's all I got, man. That's fucking all I got. I got nothing more to add. Alright, I hope you guys liked the episode. Definitely check out Body Count. And you already know where to reach us on social media. Just search for our name, you'll find us. So, thanks for listening. We'll check you next time. See you guys. Later.